0: Right, hey folks. So welcome back to the podcast. Um now um today I want to talk about uh motivation and uh, an email that I sent. So I do emails. If you're not subscribed to my email list then go onto my um website fazlifts.com and go subscribe. But anyway, I did an email, sent it out today and it was um it was called I'm not motivated. <laughs> and um like you do with email, emails. Emails are a little bit like Twitter and a bit like Instagram, in that they are short, flashy messages, right? <clears throat> you can't go into the depth of detail that I go into, like on the podcast. Um, so the email, the gist of it was basically this. I, I led in with the whole, like, I'm not motivated kind of thing. And the idea was I just wanted to tell people that the stuff that I do on a day-to-day basis, the habits that I have to stay in good shape, <clears throat> they are habits which are I aim to make as easy as possible. And you guys have heard me speak on the podcast before the key to ingraining new habits is to make them as frictionless as possible oftentimes for example like people will have a far better diet some young guys and girls will have a far better diet if they have control over their food if they're still eating with their families then it tends to become problematic and um, so when they move out for example or whatever they tend to have a lot of anxiety is relieved they're like oh thankfully i can without being judged almost. Um, I think just when people start to that, like, yeah, just prep and stuff, it, it tends to be helpful and better. But anyway, going off on a bit of a tangent. So my, my point in this was like I set up my training, my diet and cardio to be as easy as possible. Now the converse the other side to that is and what I wanted to get into with this podcast is that a lot of people don't do that. And they actually set up their training diet and cardio to be as hard as possible. They set it up as a challenge. And that, in a weird sort of psychological twist, can actually be very motivational and very can can benefit adherence quite drastically. And I talk about this with my um, sort of uh, fastest fat loss approach, so my my uh, PSMF style diet approach, which is extreme. You know, my extreme diet approaches. I've had a lot of success in my extreme diet approaches, and it's backed up by the research. It's backed up by you know fifty years of dietary approaches to say that actually starting a diet in extremely strict ways so going really really low calorie and low carb it actually has beneficial outcomes in the long term so i wanted to kind of bring that together today and just say hey well actually i led off with this email talking about motivation and the fact that i on a day-to-day basis i try and make things as easy as possible but there is this slew of research that we have and also just people's opinions which point to this idea that actually a lot of people will respond to um, a very difficult, challenging um, training diet as well. And I think that boils down to a lot of psychology. So firstly, firstly, I think people need a challenge in life. I was, um, I was sat talking with both my brothers the other week. We all met up for a weekend. It was lovely. And we were talking about um, how we judge ourselves in life. So, I'll split you about my older brother. My older brother is very successful. He's um, uh, he works in IT. He manages like a ton of people, and he's I, I don't know <laughs> I don't know exactly what he does, but I know it's very clever. It's very important, and uh, he has a, has a great family life as well. You know, so on the on the surface of it, he looks like he's doing great. You know, and he's generally a very happy guy. So, on the surface of it, he looks like he's doing great. However, he's constantly talking to me about um, wanting to feel more satisfaction from his work so rather than just doing this sort of like management type of role where he might not necessarily feel like he's helping people per se um he quite likes what i do you know i hand-to-hand help people and i have my own business i have autonomy and um, whereas he, he doesn't he feels more like a cog in the machine um, but it's interesting isn't it because if you look at his life from the from the outside in anyone would think he's a successful man And he is, I think he's successful. I think both my brothers are successful. But in terms of his um, family life, his job situation, anyone would think that's a successful guy. But he himself feels that certain level of nagging, wish I was doing something different, wish I was doing something more. Uh, And we were talking about how we judge ourselves. So he could judge himself as being perfectly happy, being perfectly content, but instead he has this longing because there's something in his life he feels which isn't quite there, and he's views that as a challenge. And he's a very focused individual. He, he went and um, he decided to get in shape last year, and he got in really good shape, we got to a six pack and everything. So, um, you know, he's, he's motivated, he knows how to put the work in. But it's an interesting case. And, and we all went around, and we all, all three of us, share similar anecdotes about where we derive satisfaction from in our lives. And it changes because no doubt 20 years ago, when this brother was establishing himself, in the workplace, he really judged himself based on the work that he did. Um, And then, and as his family grew up and stuff, you know, he was judging himself based on how he is as a father. And as you go through life, you judge yourself based on different spheres of your life. And I think that boils down to this whole motivation thing. At a certain point, fitness and strength will become paramount in your eyes probably because you lack them. (laughs) Uh, At least you lack them relative to where you feel you should be. And I think this is what ties into um, motivation for people is they have an idea of where they should be. And that is what propels them to be more motivated. And that is when they feel like they can take on a challenge. I've had clients in the past who have said to me, look Faz, what more can I do? And it's those types of clients, okay? Those types of clients who actually want the adversity. They want the difficult. It's an interesting phenomenon. They're usually young clients, um, usually clients who don't have a great deal of family, like no no kids or whatever. Um, they have a pretty reasonable, you know, work-life balance. They, uh, you know, they're, they're maybe like twenty-five years old. They have a, they have a job which is not massively stressful. They earn some decent money for their you know for their age. They're saving towards the first house or whatever. But in general, it's those types who really really go after. The fit, the fitness and strength because they feel you know they're a way ahead from where they were five years ago or seven years ago when they were just finishing college or university <laughs> and they're in a situation where they've got virtually you know in comparison plenty of money work life situation is fantastic you know they're in a steady relationship so relationship stuff is fantastic so what do they lack <laughs> well they lack they look at well they look at me they look at other influencers online and they go whoa yes Now I feel like I can be a bit more jacked. And so that's what they, they judge themselves on. And it's those people who tend to respond to the harder stuff. And I think this is a big influence in the research and it skews the research on this type of diet because for a lot of people, they wake up one moment or they have like a, either a realization or or a slow burning, um, awakening of like, holy crap, like I am not in good shape. Those are the people who respond very well to extreme diets. Oftentimes, those are the people who at that stage, they come to me for advice and they come to me for coaching. And that is where you see all these dramatic, you know, changes of physique that I post on my Instagram because these guys were, you know, dropping 70, 80 pounds of body fat. It's for that reason. It's because they hit upon that right moment of, okay, I've hit, I found motivation. Everything else in life is going pretty steadily. I found myself motivation in the physical realm. I've hired a coach. Faz knows how to strip fat off. We do an extreme diet and wham. They like the adversity. So every day they wake up to a challenge because they don't have any other challenges in life, really. Job still sticks along. Relationship is going well. You know, work is fine, all that kind of stuff. So so this is their challenge. Nobody wants to live a life without challenge. No one does. So that's where that's where this type of stuff works really well with those kind of people. They need some type of a diversity. I think one of the hardest people to work with um, are those who they reach a certain age where they don't want adversity or they reach a certain age and a certain job maybe a job or relationship situation where they have enough adversity. For those type of people, you don't actually need to do something quite as drastic as this. For those people, you want more of what I talk about in my email about taking it easy. That's when you want to be able to implement a series of habits which are fairly effortless. But I think it's key to understand as a coach, not all of your clients want effortless. It sounds crazy, doesn't it? Because if you look online, you have so many um, coaches who pride themselves on little changes um, which are implemented as part of your lifestyle, so many of them, you know, and usually those people, um, they talk about if which macro is being flexible with your diet as part of the whole fitting it into your life, normally because the other side, side sort of factor is those coaches are usually um, recovering from like binge eating disorders themselves, so they advertise this as an uh, inclusive way of eating, and the reality is it's what they've found to be an escape away from the adversity they face on a day-to-day basis. So they have stress in their own lives, just eating dinner, eating lunch. So they advertise these things as being effortless ways to induce fat loss, because that's what they need. They they don't have the mental space, the mental energy to take on more adversity with a more extreme diet. So for them, it's like, oh, eating is such a chore. That's the whole idea of eating, like binging, blah, blah, all that kind of stuff. I don't want something which is extreme. I want something which is relaxed. Okay. And so that's what they sort of promote to their clients. Oftentimes that's, that's true. Sometimes there are exceptions as well, but oftentimes that's it because they just have that level of adversity already. Other times you get the opposite situation. People sort of jump towards extreme approaches if they have, you know, eating sort of type of behavior um, as a sort of a means of escape. But anyway, that's not quite the topic of today. We're talking about motivation. So going back into the motivation talk, um, yeah, just a quick sort of Uh, summary of what I've just said. Um, As a coach, you need to recognize that not everyone wants adversity in their diet. Not everyone wants an easy way of life. And as a result, you have this spread of different types of approaches, which can be appropriate for different people at different times. And I think it's down to the the level, (laughs) I think it's down to the level of relative stress in your life. So if you are going through a very busy period of your life, and it's basically, let's split it into a few different categories. Let's split it into work, relationships, money, I guess, is probably, you know, a a reasonable thing to fit it into. Now, if you have an excess level of stress in any of those areas, it's probably going to preclude you from doing a more extreme diet. You're probably gonna need to set up your life to be as easy as possible, and that's okay we can all deal with a certain amount of stress, but we can't deal with all the stress at once. We'll just burn out. So if you do have a very high stress job, and I'll say at this point, stress is relative. So if you consider your job to be you know, stressful, that's more important. You could be a firefighter, for example, and just love what you do, you know? Um, but as we know, that's a very stressful job. If you don't perceive it to be stressful, then it's a different case altogether. But anyway, so if you perceive any, one of, those, any of those areas in your life to be stressful, it's probably better not to go to a more extreme type of diet if you feel you have a pretty good work-life balance a good relationship you earn you know decent money then that's where you might want a bit more adversity and to go a bit more hardcore maybe as the other thing is you know I think at a certain age people just don't like the adversity um, and they just they tend to just calm down in general and they don't have as many demons they're fighting against but that's another thing altogether. But yeah, I, I just wanted to talk about that email a little bit. So in the email I said that I'm probably in about as good shape as I ever have been, and it's true. I, I'm certainly fitter, I'm certainly leaner than I have been for this long stretch of time. Um, I've never really hung around this lean for, uh, as I have now, and I've been I've been this lean for about three years. Um, and uh, in terms of um, physique, I mean, I still look pretty jacked, to be fair, even though I have I've purposely attempted to downsize It looked pretty jacked. You get some galactin and you you get a pump and, you know, you start to look ridiculous again. Um, So I'm in about as good shape as I ever have been. But all of my life right now is set up to be as easy as possible because my major stress right now in terms of, it's not really stressful, but my major emphasis right now is my work. So that's where all of my energy goes, you know. I have a pretty good work-life balance, you know, pretty good situation. Otherwise, physique and diet-wise, i am in a pretty good place. So all of my attention really is focused on work. I know that if I was to do another competition at some point, I would have to possibly mentally pull back a bit from work. And I think that's where I really, <clears throat> excuse me, that's where I really did think about maybe if a competition's worth it or not. It would have to be congruent with my lifestyle because my work and my clients are a big focus. So I try and set up my diet and my training and my cardio really to be as easy as possible. My training, it's right now, it's four days a week. It's my escape from work, basically. I set it so it's kind of my lunch break, which is nice. Um, More like at the end of the day, really. But uh, it's good because I get to the gym, do my workout, come back, carry on working. My meals are all pretty much prepared, which is good. I eat in a relatively short eating window, which means I spend less time cooking, less time eating. That's all positive, it's all congruent to my lifestyle. Like I could go around eating things which are a bit more junky. Like I don't mind. I don't mind a you know, I don't. I'm not morally opposed to having like a chocolate bar per day. The problem is if I have a chocolate bar, which is say 300 calories, that's 300 calories of carbs and fats, which are going to induce more hunger and are going to take away from what I could eat during the course of the day. So it seems like a very like oh Faz is really like fitness focused, but the reality is, I'm just lazy. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to fight against hunger. That's the thing. Like, I'll, you know, have a, a chocolate bar or I'll, I'll have a, a meal out or whatever on the weekend. Sure, on like a Saturday night. But like, I don't do it on a day-to-day basis because while eating the chocolate would be nice, I don't want to deal with the fallout of that, which would be increased hunger for the rest of the day or whatever. Uh, or perhaps, you know, uh, additional body fat, which adds up over time and then having to go on a diet because I don't want to stress to going on a diet. So <laughs> it, it really is one of the situations where it might seem like I've got all these things organized to be very boring, but the reality is I've got these things organized to be as le- least intrusive into my life as possible. So I just don't want to have to deal with additional hunger, deal with the prospect of going on a diet. So it's all in place for me to just have my life as focused as possible around my work and to be as productive as I can. And that really is, I think, possibly the opposite of motivation. In effect, I really don't have a great deal of motivation for training, for diet, for cardio. It's not set up in a way which can afford a lot of motivation. It just gets done. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's all scheduled into my day. Now, as to tie this into the bigger topic of sort of motivation versus lack of motivation. I think the bigger top, bigger sort of point here is like, for a lot of you, that is probably quite a good baseline. I think you can get really motivated about fitness in short bursts. Like when I did my show, what is four years ago now, I was highly motivated for like six months. But right now, like I don't have anywhere near that level of motivation, but I'm still in pretty good nick. So it's one of those things where I think the majority of you would do well to set your life up in a way where the big three, or at least the big two, your training and your diet are set up in a way which is conducive to your lifestyle. You shouldn't have to go out of your way to make your meals. So if you're a busy man or woman, and you have to cook your meals every day, and it's taking time away that you don't have, that's a problem. So prep your food. If you you have a limited amount of time to train, maybe train before work. So it's out of the way, it's done while you're fresh. That you can carry on with the rest of the day, and, and it probably encourages you to go sleep early as well, which is usually a good thing. And the third thing I was gonna say was cardio. You know, I try and fit in some cardio before and after my training sessions just so it gets done. Literally, just so it gets done. Because I'm there, I cool down just so it gets done. So yeah, try and set up you for the for the baseline, try and set up things as easy as possible. And then in short spurts, if you want to compete or if you want to get really good shape for the summer or whatever, you can really put your focus and en- attention towards it, knowing full well that you'll probably have to pull back in some other areas. And I think that's quite a wise strategy to bear in mind. You've got to bear in mind, you might you might need to pull back. Don't think you can do everything at once because most people will settle into a rhythm where they have enough adversity versus enough relaxation in their life. And that's really the, the balance between being content. If you try and add in a competition and not pull back elsewhere, that's really a problem. And no one really feels like they want to pull back. So then you've got to ask yourself the question, well, is this additional thing I'm doing really worth it? And that's where I'm at with my, quote, competing. Is the addition of competition schedule in my life actually worth me pulling back on other areas? And that's really the question I think people need to ask because I'm taking this in a very pragmatic, mature way. If I do compete again, I'm going to have to pull back in some areas. Do I want to do that? Eh, is it worth it? Eh, I don't know if it is. But um, I think it's it's important that everyone makes that decision and, and acknowledges that, not just sits there and puts their head in the sand and ignores the fact that they will be detracting from other areas, because uh, otherwise you're just you're just causing yourself stress, or you're leading yourself down a road which might cause you stress. Right, folks. Hopefully that was interesting discussion on motivation and um, how I guess your baseline should probably be that you're not that motivated because. There are other more important things in life. And if your health and fitness are extremely important right now, like if you've let it slip for the last five or 10 years, then yeah, maybe you do need to put more focus in things. Maybe it's okay to put some things aside for a while and really focus on your health and nutrition. But um, if it's something which is, if it's an area where, you know, you are starting to obsess on, then also maybe consider having some balance in your life. And I think that's useful. But that's probably a topic for another day. Right, folks, I'm going to call it there. And I'll speak to you guys in the next one.